Hello, this is Ben Thompson, doctor of audiology and tinnitus specialist. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This audio is a recording from my YouTube channel, Ben Thompson AUD. I hope you find the information you need and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, my name is Dr. Ben Thompson. I am an audiologist and founder of Treble Health. I am here with Dr. Michelle, who is going to join us to talk about the five categories of tinnitus patients. When we are working with patients via telehealth video visits, we have different approaches that are used to treat and improve the condition. It's important for your doctor and your audiologist and for us to know which category our different patient falls in so that we can recommend different treatments, recommend different approaches. It helps us understand, are you in category one, two, three, four, or five? And based on that, we're going to recommend certain things and not focus on others. Dr. Michelle, welcome to this conversation. Uh, Let's start by just an overall quick summary of how severe can tinnitus get? And does everyone have the same level of tinnitus or are there different ranges of tinnitus? And then we'll go into the five categories and what to do about them, as well as helping you who's watching figure out which category you're in. Okay, so there are five basic categories of tinnitus patients and individuals that we work with here in Treble Health will range from zero, level zero, all the way up to level four. The differences lie in how many, how many different areas of their life tinnitus is problematic. So for example, category zero, someone may have very minimal effects of tinnitus and someone at level three or four may be experiencing significant levels of tinnitus that are impacting their ability to sleep, their ability to socialize, enjoy daily activities that they used to participate in on a regular basis. So you can fall under any of these categories and still have tinnitus as an issue, but it depends on to what extent it's affecting your overall quality of life. Okay, so let's start with the first category, and this will be considered category zero. This is taken from tinnitus retraining therapy and the research that has been compiled over decades coming from Dr. Paul Jastroboff and his wife, Dr. Margaret Jastroboff, and that is the basis of this conversation. So first level is category zero, which is where tinnitus is a small problem, but it's there and it can create some some anxiety or some concern because we don't know if this is actually a small problem or if it's a big problem. So tinnitus is present. It's a relatively small problem, not a severe case. That's what we would call level zero. Dr. Michelle, please tell us what kind of counseling tools or education you provide to those kinds of people. So for someone who's in category zero, I would spend a lot of time educating them on what tinnitus is and what, how we hear, for example, and why we're hearing our tinnitus. And sometimes just basically having that now foundation as to what tinnitus is, is enough to help prevent them from rising up to category one or category two. Oftentimes, if we can catch someone at that lower level of tinnitus, it helps them to habituate much sooner and adapt to their tinnitus and help eliminate the possibility that they might have tinnitus become more of an issue for them because they haven't received that basic education as to what tinnitus is, since oftentimes they may not be able to seek the right information from their own internet searches, or they may be getting misinformed when they do go to seek medical attention for their tinnitus, and they're just told to ignore it, but they're not really told what it is. So 
I think at this point, we're kind of helping to answer the what is it that way we can help eliminate them from escalating it to maybe category three, because they haven't ever received that information. And in fact, if someone's in this initial category zero level zero, watching YouTube videos that are helpful might be enough. That might be enough. And that's a good thing. So the next level would be level one, which is considered problematic tinnitus with normal hearing. So you got a hearing test or you took our online hearing test, which you can find in the description of this video. And the results showed, no, there's no concern of hearing loss. There's hearing that's in the normal range. But I have problematic tinnitus, whether it's been there for a long time or a short time. So for this level, the recommendation to follow TRT would be using ear level sound generators, which could be hearing aids program for tinnitus. It could be tinnitus maskers program for tinnitus, using them as part of a retraining program by providing that sound therapy. Dr. Michelle, what is unique about this group who has tinnitus, but does not have any hearing loss? What are the main messages that you find yourself uh, communicating to these individuals? Again, I think the foundation, the educational foundation is important with individuals and actually all the categories that we work with, but definitely a category one and educating them on more of why hearing, having normal hearing doesn't necessarily mean that if they were to have hearing loss later on in the future, that their tinnitus may escalate. Oftentimes that's one of the primary worries of someone who has tinnitus, but is found to have normal hearing that they worry, well, if one day I do have hearing loss, how much worse is my tinnitus going to get? And then the focus on sound therapy, really trying to take advantage of using sound therapy as much as they can, especially in those early stages will be significantly helpful because it can lead them to habituating at a much more rapid rate than if they weren't using sound therapy at all. So that's why the education part, but also having the inclusion of sound generators is really important for our category one patients. Completely agree. And we have worked with many people who have normal hearing, but problematic tinnitus and have helped them retrain and reduce their tinnitus over time. I want to take this opportunity after the first two levels here of these five categories of tinnitus patients to encourage anyone who's listening who has not already, please download our free tinnitus guide for 2022. This is an up-to-date guide on the best treatments, research for a cure, and different coping and management techniques that are very helpful. So please do check that out by finding the link below this video in the description and getting access to that. Let's continue on with our next level, level three here in the five categories of tinnitus patients. Level or category three is someone who has problematic tinnitus with hearing loss. Audiologists are best trained to treat hearing loss and tinnitus. And when they both happen at the same time, we recommend hearing aids that are programmed for tinnitus. It should absolutely be tried. There may be some natural resistance of, I have a tinnitus problem. I don't have a hearing loss problem. So why would I go ahead and try a hearing aid? Dr. Michelle, what do we typically see for these individuals who are using hearing aids for their tinnitus? We oftentimes see great success because using hearing aids facilitates the use of sound therapy. If they're already having something on their ears at most most of their day, most waking hours of the day, then that means that they're able to access sound therapy, which is an important part of tinnitus retraining therapy without having to do anything additional. So if they come in with a known hearing loss and hearing aids, it's very easy to just add 
sound therapy, whether it's from a, a program that their audiologist adds into their hearing aids, or if it's the use of an app that streams sounds into their hearing aids. And if it's an individual who, because of their tinnitus, has had a medical workup and then they found out that they have hearing loss that they weren't previously aware of, then this would be the opportunity to really counsel them on the benefits of hearing aids for both hearing loss and tinnitus and all the cognitive benefits that we get from getting fit with hearing aids at an earlier stage of our hearing loss journey. And I think that that's the primary focus of these category three patients, really trying to encourage them to make maximum use of their hearing devices or obtain hearing devices to tackle both the hearing loss and tinnitus at once. Totally agree. Now switching to another category, another level here. These are patients who have hyperacusis. This means sound sensitivity. Everyday sounds become excruciatingly loud, just like how a migraine can make everyday visual experiences too intense. Hyperacusis can create uh, hypersensitivity to auditory sounds. So this can happen with or without hearing loss. And regardless, we want to use sound generators or hearing aids that are programmed for sound therapy. And we want to set sound therapy at a non-annoying, comfortable level that we can use consistently. Hyperacusis patients can be treated to a very significant degree. Oftentimes the treatment is so good that people don't have any at all hyperacusis at some point. Now that usually takes months, sometimes over a year, and in some cases up to two years. But regardless of where you are in that process, it's better to start early and it's better to have ear level sound therapy as an option. It's what we would recommend. If you have the financial means, if you have the resources, then I would strongly recommend considering ear level devices for hyperacusis. So that's our second to last level or category here. And then uh, finally, the, the last category is for more complex medical problems where, yes, I have tinnitus. I may or may not also have hyperacusis, but I also have other medical conditions going on, whether that's treatments from different doctors, whether that's uh, certain medications that are needed, whether that's uh, severe insomnia. Dr. Michelle, I'll ask you right now, what's the importance of working with other doctors What's the importance of working with doctors who are working with medications and potentially uh, surgical procedures about how to work together to attain a common goal of improving tinnitus, even despite having other medical problems? I think it's very important to bring about a team approach when you have tinnitus, because sometimes you may not realize that the tinnitus is commonly associated with something that you may already have, for example, Lyme disease, maybe you know, the tinnitus came about because of that. Maybe the tinnitus comes about because you do have migraines or you have something like Meniere's disease. Um, having a full medical workup really helps us better understand if there is any medical underlying causes of your tinnitus helps us to be able to educate you more as to the prognosis and what to expect. It also helps because we might be able to share information that you may then relay to your own um, physician. It's helpful for you to be able to share the information with your own primary physicians or other specialized physicians. If you are having
having tinnitus and you're taking certain medications for things like insomnia, depression, anxiety that might have inhibitory effects on neuroplasticity or brain changes. And that might be one of the reasons why you're starting to hit a wall, so to speak, in terms of habituating to your tinnitus. So it's very helpful to help us know what is your overall medical history. So that way we can see if anything does connect alongside with tinnitus or hyperacusis. And if there's anything that we may be able to share with you that you can then pass along with your other, uh, other medical team. Thank you, Dr. Michelle. Now, as a recap, these five different categories of tinnitus patients, what helps audiologists perform the best possible treatment for tinnitus would be the initial category. Tinnitus is a small problem, and counseling and education is usually good enough to reduce the anxiety or fear about the tinnitus, and then it just becomes uh, a symptom that we live with, but it's not a problem. The next category would be when tinnitus is problematic, but my hearing tests show that my hearing is in the normal range. We would recommend tinnitus retraining therapy focusing on sound therapy plus individualized counseling with an audiologist on our team. Okay. The next category would be problematic tinnitus with hearing loss. And for that, the best treatment would be following TRT, tinnitus retraining therapy, using hearing aids for tinnitus programmed effectively, which we can help with here at Treble Health. Additionally, individualized retraining counseling to work through different modules that focus on the foundations, sound therapy, sleep, cognitive behavioral techniques as well as a holistic approach to reducing stress and anxiety. The next category are patients who have significant hyperacusis sound sensitivity. We're using TRT, we're using sound therapy strongly, but we're approaching that gently and slowly as sometimes this can be a very sensitive and long process. And the last group would be individuals who have more complex medical needs or more complex medical history, where we're working on tinnitus in conjunction with other medical conditions all of which are hard to manage, yet they can all get better through different approaches. So with that, we've laid out five different categories of tinnitus patients. Let us know in the comments below which category you fall in. And if you want help understanding the best thing to do for your case, please reach out to us at treblehealth.com. Dr. Michelle, thank you for sharing your knowledge today. Thank you. And thank you everyone for watching and make sure to download our tinnitus guide as well as leave a comment and like the video. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's my mission to share high quality information about tinnitus and hearing conditions. It would mean the world to me if you could take just 60 seconds to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a quick review explaining what you learned on this podcast. Thank you so much for considering that and I'll make sure to see you on the next episode.